winter is coming. TV. You're goddamn right. Game of Thrones. We talk about Game of Thrones. Season 8. Got predictions? Yes, we do. Welcome to Talking TV. This is the daddy of Dorn, Will. And with me, we have that Bravosian bastard, Justin. How's it going, Justin? What's up, Will? I guess you'll take the documentary episodes of intros of whatnot. How are you? Uh, I'm doing just fine with my Sunday without Game of Thrones. Um, how, how does it feel to, to know that it's all over and they tried to give us a dilapidated documentary to fill the void? Which one do you want me to answer first about how I feel about it being over or how do I feel about the documentary? Well, I, I want you to roll the both questions into one. Um, actually, I didn't feel any kind of void. I'll be honest. Um, I, it's just a show and it's ended uh i've had this feeling lots of times uh seinfeld was a big one it ended on my birthday that was kind of cool 1999 may 14th that was the last episode of seinfeld um what other shows ended i was like that's a bummer and breaking bad um anything else came to mind dexter was a horrible i didn't care if that show was gone at that point any other good shows recently that ended? I was like, yeah, it sucks. That's gone. I can't think of any. The, the only one for me, I think that kind of, I thought, I didn't think about this. I, I know you're going to laugh at this, but for me, this was high school lost when lost ended. Cause I, I started that from the beginning and I watched it all the way through. I never missed a, a Wednesday night lost episode. So that was a big one for me. Um, okay. There's gotta be fair. something else. What are, what are we forgetting? There's a big. That's what's show. messed up. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get involved into a lot of TV shows. It takes a lot to get my attention for that many seasons where I'm like invested that heavily. Where I'm like, oh, what am I gonna do? But, dude, I have so much other stuff to do. I don't. It's just a show to me. It was the only show besides Stranger Things I've really followed the past yeah. probably three to five years. To yeah. be honest, you don't like Stranger Things? Uh, what? I, I the first season of Stranger Things was wonderful. Uh, yeah. I don't. I love those. It, kids. it really those should have ended after that. No, give me. I, I hope it goes on forever. But it's only gone on for like four or five seasons. That's it. They're all they they already the, serialized it that way. It's, it's done. Oh, True Detective. But that was like a like that, that wasn't yeah. A whole it doesn't count bunch either. Of years there. No. The I that would put like House of Cards in there, kind of. But the problem with House of Cards is I didn't even watch the last season after Kevin Spacey left. But but that was a show I really followed, and and that was kind of the first 
I think that was Netflix's first show, or at least their first really marketable big show with a big name, uh, and that's what started kind of the binge-watch craze. Uh, so, I mean, I, I looked forward. It was always around, like, Valentine's Day that they would release those, and um, I don't know. I, I always look forward to that, and then, you know, obviously... I Needless tried to, say. to watch House of Cards. Yeah, I, I, I tried to watch it, and it's never. No, I just think I didn't get into it. I don't know why. Like the beginning was a little. I don't know. I just it wasn't for me. I guess I just couldn't do it. All right. Well, fair enough. But yeah. Um. This documentary. Uh. It was. It was okay. <laughs> That's all I really have to say. Um. Engaging. It, it took me. Uh. I think it was three chunks i watched it in like i watched it <laughs> sunday night a little so you bit. couldn't you I couldn't watch it all morning. the way through no i mean it wasn't that engaging where i was like i can't i can't wait to I'm see what happens this extra or this this girl and her mom who she has to be away from her daughter for a couple months um and that that would suck i, I mean i understand that but mommy's making bank right now um yeah and you just didn't get to know much about really anything besides like three or four people i mean david nutter i was more like hoping for sapachnik or sapachnik that guy to be more involved in the documentary because i liked uh his work more than anyone else's on the that season of uh, all the action yeah. set pieces i mean the building of king's landing i thought that was pretty neat just because you know they did all that seven months and that that kind of detail is incredible um uh, it was heartfelt for the one extra, but I'm assuming, and just hear me out here, I'm assuming on these prequels, he'll get another shot. <laughs> like, he'll get another job. Like, the last guy to come back, like, you were featured in this document documentary. Why are you saying documentary? Documentary. Oh, no. <laughs> there we it's go. It's really weird. I'm a little, I hope you stop. I'm a little, st- I'm a little tipsy. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little tipsy. <laughs> documentary. <laughs> documentary <laughs> documentary i'm, I'm sure i'm, I'm assuming it. he's gonna get a shot again right he'll get a shot again yeah no i uh I mean, he's just, on he that like part that, of john's board that was the um that was the one part that was somewhat compelling uh it at first it was fine you know really it was what it was was just kind of a a documentary about uh the building of the sets it, it was about the sets it was, it was about the sets. It was about being on set, and that's what it was about. Uh, um, excuse which, me, Will. Hair design. Hair design. All hair takes design. place on set. <laughs> on, on location. So many all takes place hair on, on set, on location. This is going to be the last time you ever get to wear this wig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you going to feel after that? But, well, I'm going to go into but rehab my point is, on Jon Snow. <laughs> oh, well, hang on, hang on, hang too on. Soon. Here's, here's Too soon. <laughs> it's... Wow. The <laughs> we should cut that out. Um, okay, the, it was about the 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 shooting of the show on location and everything that takes place on location. And I, that was kind of my problem with it is I think that you know certainly that that's a lot of man hours into you know building these epic sets um, and having so many you know they have King's Landing, they have Winterfell. Um, these two monstrous sets that that for you know a movie, those would be, you know, big masterworks of of design. And I think that was kind of the point uh, is is that they tried to make is that this is, you know, 
this they're shooting films. They're shooting a bunch of different films um, per season with you know not a film budget and well actually this season was pretty much close to a film budget per episode but but I not mean, that amount of time that's a lot of money though i mean but but compared to like marvel's not, movies that get 100 million well you know, the, the difference half, three hours of work and budget right for the actors i know but yeah so but um yeah, it just, I mean, it was it was interesting to see the, it just, but two hours of just kind of the same beats and kind of hitting home uh, that, yes, there's meandering a lot of meandering. Meandering is a good word I would use. A lot of meandering into, around. Meandering's good. But but see, here, yeah. if, if I, I would have wanted, and, and I think you said this before uh, we, we started recording, but I, I think we'll get more with the, the Blu-ray extras oh, yeah, because definitely. to me uh, there's there's so much more that goes into the show if you think about um you know if you watch like like what i can compare it to is if you go and watch a star wars documentary they really get into obviously visual effects which is huge in game of thrones they get into uh sound design which is something that often goes i think unnoticed but especially for for again something like game of thrones something like lord of the rings the sound design is huge how you make those battles sound like battles you're not just taking a microphone and recording the 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 clanking of the swords on set that's you know that's not how that works uh let's see, the music that that's that's a huge thing to me um and then the process of actually putting this all together on a cutting room floor um I liked that they, the one thing they did the show that was kind of interesting, I guess, was the uh, the table read, um, which was in, the the one thing I took away from that was I thought it was cool how some actors, I guess, you know, everyone got a script beforehand, but a lot of actors chose to delay reading it until the table read with everyone. I think they kind of showed Kit Harrington being all surprised about some stuff and. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I expect if, if you're going to give me a two hour documentary, I, I kind of want a little bit more than just showing me the same people on the set and hammering home the point that, you know, it takes a long time to get these locations ready. Um, you know, uh, even, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you know, I kind of almost wanted some. Uh, some brief actor interviews. It was nice to see them kind of quote unquote in their element and uh, you know, without anything scripted. Uh, I'm sure, you know, you know, they're, they're, how do I say this? The, it was nice to see the camera kind of in the room and them just kind of ignoring it. But um, I don't know. It's, it was, I, like you said, I couldn't do it in one sitting. I think I watched about 40 minutes of it Sunday, and I was just bored to tears, and I I went back, and uh, <laughs> I've been re-watching the show, so I just went back to, like, season five or whatever the heck I was on and kept it going. But, yeah. Yeah, it was nice that they showed the disgruntled employees, the aspect of it, that they weren't <laughs> happy to be there. Yeah, I get it. They weren't happy with the, the 55 nights of shooting. They, like, they had emotions that you don't get normally i mean every job you have people complaining and even their dream jobs they're they're complaining so uh david nutter was the one that 
annoyed me the most <laughs> just because his process seems insane and when they open with a copy guy you know things are probably not going to go well for this documentary <laughs> documentary documentary <laughs> what the hell is wrong with me yeah uh when you open with that guy he's like this copy machine is the bane of my existence <laughs> i was like I, I don't want to I don't I don't give a shit about the copy guy I don't I don't, I don't <laughs> like, if, if Rob Schneider was there going hey Timmy make it copies David Nutter needs it on A4 paper like, that would have been cool <laughs> like, this is awesome give me some Rob Schneider circa 1994 please uh, but no that was not the case it was just some giant dude um, making copies and getting angry the oh this one's upside down like should you fucking know by now excuse my language shouldn't you know by now how this coffee machine works if you've been dealing with it this whole freaking time you moron like i don't feel like it should be that kind of a struggle with him in this machine if he's always around it but yeah david nutter with his like yellow paper i just seemed like i was like mind numbing like how is this how is that even what the hell did he draw on there what did, what is he drawing on there <laughs> like he's like this is where i want the camera to go i was like no way i can't follow that but then again he had like the worst episodes though, so yeah, whatever. Oh, except he did number two. He did number two. So he did do the second one. That was my favorite. He didn't. In his defense, I I think he did David a great job. Is I mean, he did fine. Great director. He did fine. He does. It he didn't really fault. have. Unfortunately, he he was kind of given. Not a lot ha- happened in this season. I mean, there's only six it, it episodes, and he did three of it them. It shouldn't have been six. Yeah. And unfortunately, he was given the filler one. So, well, two was but, not filler, man. Two was necessary. Two was filler, two was but he did a great job no, with it. Was it. The best, it was the best. Justin, filler. it was filler, so, it wasn't filler, but it was he no. utilized it. You needed correctly. those beats, or it'd just be battles the entire time. It would have been just nothing but battles. That's all it would have been. Well, we've already talked about this. I think I think you and I agree for the most part. Golfers you could tea. just you could just throw the first episode in the trash. You don't need it. You know, you oh, make yeah. a few Definitely. tweaks to the second one. The second one should have been you know, really should have been the first of the season. It, it very easily could have been a four episode season. Um <laughs> But. Pretty much, just like jump, jump, jump. Like, the, what did episode one do? Oh, John can ride a dragon. In case he happens to ride one eventually, you will know that he can do it. So you don't have to come at us with that. How did he know how to ride a dragon? He's never ridden a dragon before. Because that would have happened if they wouldn't have showed him ride the dragon. Like, ah, John can't go on a dragon. That doesn't make any sense. But he's a Targaryen, guys. He can just do. Well, I don't. I don't want to go. Let's. Let's. Uh, this is supposed to be about the documentary, and we're. we're yeah, but we like could said, talk Will, about. This is like a free, I think it's a free form. Free form. Like this is the end of the se- end of the series of all time. Right, but us, but so I want to. I want to. Before we. Before we go off the rails. The uh, before we go off the rails, there's a couple things. Jeez, uh, a couple more things about the documentary. Um, uh, just That's just I want to point out the highlights. Uh, the actor who plays the Night King, who does oh, yeah, the majority cool. of the stunts, um, and uh, he's played the Night King since the actor was replaced after the fifth season. I'm not really sure why. Um, <laughs> since he had to act, but, actually. But he uh, he also played he also played the um, the I think it was season five, the White Walker who Sam kills. Uh, when it's going okay. after Gilly, 
So he the he's done a lot of dude. stunt work. He's done a lot of the choreography. He does all the choreography. The guy's uber talented. Um, so shout out to him. It was nice to actually. Yeah, I like that they gave him some interview time. Um, it was cool to see him get in costume. Actually, I really liked that. Some of the behind the scenes footage of him was honestly was why what I kind of was looking for in the documentary and then they cut away from him. So I got bored, but, um, did you yeah, know but, he was but a him, too? I didn't know that. Did he talk, did he talk yeah. about that? Oh, I missed that. No, I just made it up. <laughs> oh, the fuck is wrong with you? Okay. So anyways, um, you didn't Justin mention about Strong. his going to the audience. That was the best part of the document. Doc, why can't I say this word? The documentary. We're gonna have when to he goes out to the this. audience and and kids like kids like oh I'm too good for that audience over there and then he's like well this is my one moment guys I'm gonna go over there and hang out and like that would have been awesome if I was like number one I wouldn't have been there because like who goes to a hotel to meet actors outside of it. I don't know. Just to see them. That's well, all right. But, but, but if you lived like uh, it was in Spain, um, I think it's in, I don't forget what city in Spain, but a pretty they're big city in, in Spain. Somewhere. No, no, no. The, that, the, the scene you're talking about was in Spain when they were okay. the, the dragon pit scene when, when everyone showed oh, up okay, for sorry, like sorry, that sorry. final shoot. And yeah. They, yeah, that's Spain. So if you, whatever, it doesn't matter if you live in that city and you just, you know, I mean, and you're a, a fan. I mean, if if I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, if they decided that <laughs> they were going to film Game of Thrones uh, like five miles away, uh, I'd be there. You know, I'm not the biggest mm. Game of Thrones fan in the world of the show, but, you know, that'd be pretty cool. But how do you know they're going to stay? How do they, how'd they know they're going to be there? Like, how do they even know that? That's, what, that's weird to me. Like, I don't... Well, it's the same way, like... In Atlanta, where we've both lived, um, which is now like becoming slowly the movie capital of the world, the new Hollywood, um, you can look this stuff up. Apparently, Uh, like you can. There's, I don't know how. I forget how, but there's like there's websites that basically track when when streets are closed for films, um, when buildings are closed for films. So, but but I think something with this. I mean, think about that massive of a shoot, you know, where they're filming basically one of the last scenes of the show where they give away who is going to, quote unquote, sit on the throne and, um, you know, (laughs) right. So I think and to the point where they even brought in the 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 hoax actors, the waif and and Jockin and and they brought in the Night King, who, again, you know, had nothing to Hmm. do there. Long dead. Well, anyway dead for two days or so yeah i just i guess like we, we both live in atlanta did you ever go to like i'm gonna look up what's going on and go head on down there hope i can see someone like no no i i never did it i but to be fair i mean i haven't i haven't lived in atlanta for like te- a decade plus so that's true I but mean, i have and i had never thought of it and i didn't care to i was yeah. like why would i want to do that <laughs> it sounds like a horrible time that you might see someone that's all thing the might part of it you might see someone like that's not and then you see a glimpse of them and they walk away that's just a waste of time to me but hey i'm not i i just don't have that investment in like anything that see, i'm, like, hey, I'm surprised see this person i can't believe you never did that for the walking dead i do are you joking like 
am I a huge Walking Dead fan? <laughs> I like the comics more than I like the show. If I saw a cartoon out there, I go out. We there went and look to Dragon it. Con every year, and yeah, we, we had did. to go see Carl. I every still go. Year. I love Dragon Con. I love right, Dragon Con. I pay because I know these people will be there. It's not like a the chance entire, meeting. The entire day was based around you. Also, William, to go did you see the, the lineup of the rest of the the panels? There was no one there. So, like, what am I looking at? This is like hey, that, was, that moment. That was Dana show, Scully like, hey, like is a show. huge hero of mine. Yeah, she was behind a freaking glass. She's behind glass. Come on, lady, be part of the people. She was like fearing for her life. Um, was she really I saw her from glass? afar. Yeah, she was like in a booth. No one else was in a booth. She was in her own that. section. She was too far I away. Under- I could barely see. I understand her fear because of the nerdgasms that were happening every moment they passed her. But, like, she wasn't in the big room with everyone else. Yeah. Dana Scully, you want to marry me? Um, yeah. And I saw her from afar. I'm not going to pay, what was that? I'm going to say it was between 75 or 100 bucks what she wanted for an autograph. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was, it, it was like, I, it was like 85 or 90. It was something crazy. Yeah, it and was the line in for between her there. was nuts. Yeah, I was like, hell to the naw. I saw her from here. And I think we watched her panel, too, and it was boring as F. Like I didn't care about uh, it was her new boring. projects. She talked about that British TV show that she's been doing. Yeah, it's like a British uh, crime drama kind of serial killer hunter thing. I yeah. watched part of two episodes, I think, and I stopped watching it. It was it went bad. I just I don't know. I didn't I didn't get into it as much as I could have. But yeah, like, you go to Dragon Con because you know people are gonna be there, and when you only have Dragon Con is so much content. That's what they pay everything for. They don't have the huge actors show up because they don't have the money because they make it a huge experience. It's like all the time, constantly something to do. Okay, compared uh, yeah, to like yeah, Comic Con, we I get have your like point. these big stars that are like this is all you can see here. That's all we got. But so, I think um, people yeah, like to feel like like if you can show up for the filming of something, people like to feel like they were a part of that or they saw it when it happened. Oh, that's that, fine. That's just that's, that's fine. human nature. I just don't have that kind of interest in something that much. And in that kind of time, I'm like, I'm going to go waste it hoping to see a person. You <laughs> run a movie and TV ludicrous. podcast. Oh, yeah, I run it. This is like so bare bones, not even funny. I just like to talk. This is fun. <laughs> I could, like, No one listens. Like We have like 30 people. Cool. I mean, I prefer people to listen, but I can't even have my wife listen or like my family. So good luck finding someone else that wants to hear me talk. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. But Will, at least, uh, I mean, you should have some friends that listen, I hope. I don't know. But regardless, Game of Thrones is over. What, what What is the next show, William, that you're looking forward to since Game of Thrones is gone? Besides uh, rewatching can't... Game of Thrones. <laughs> you want me to honestly tell you what I'm looking forward to is the next season. Yeah. I mean, no, I want you to lie to me. Lie to uh, me about it, what you want to watch. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. That I can't honestly okay. think of anything else I'm looking for. Oh, you know what? I'm kind of looking forward to. I don't know why, Mm-mm. but uh, Disney Plus I think has some interesting. Oh yeah, the Mandalorian. Things. The Mandalorian yeah. show, which Game of Thrones reference, stars uh, Pedro Pascal. I think is his name, who played Oberyn, Oberyn Martell, the Red Viper. So who is my favorite character from the books. So I'm pretty excited for that. I think it's going to be good. The sneak preview behind the scenes thing that they did it. Um, I forget where it was from. Maybe Star Wars Celebration. Looks kind of cool. Um, yeah, just, but I'm trying ago. to think. There's something else that 
that's going to that show is going to premiere with Disney Plus. I think when it comes out in November or December. And then they've got some Marvel shows that they're doing. Uh, the, the. Are you looking forward to those Marvel feels... shows? No, 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 no. I'm not looking forward to those at all. But um, I mean, they could be good. I just don't care. I really don't care. It's just too much of those characters. I've seen enough of them already. The the HBO Watchmen show looks interesting. I know you're oh, a yeah, I'm interested in that. fan. How do you feel about that? I wouldn't say I'm a huge Watchmen fan. I like the the graphic novel. That is true. I've read that a couple times. Uh, the movie, you know what? Speaking of that, William, I like that movie. And then I rewatched it the other day, and I didn't like it as much as I thought I did. Um, I own it, and I haven't watched it in probably three or four years. And I put it on, and I'm like, hmm, this is a little clunkier than I remember. <laughs> it was... Have you do you like that movie at all? Have you seen it? I have never seen it. What? Really? I know. Okay, really? well, um it's it's not bad. It's probably one of my favorite Zack Snyder movies, but it's still just a lot of like the dialogue's a little clunky and some of the acting is a little clunky, especially with one of the women actresses. Who, like she's like if she wasn't there, the movie would succeed a little bit more. I just don't believe her at all. She just seems out of her element with these other actors. Um, but yeah, Rorschach's amazing. Have you read the novel at all? The graphic novel? I'm assuming uh, no. No, I, uh, I have. I don't remember if I finished it. I own it. This is a long, it was, it was the same time I read V for Vendetta. Okay. Uh, which I think is the same. Same, same writer. Same writer. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really, re- I want to say I read it and finished it, but I just don't remember it. It's I think pretty because long I didn't see for the movie. a graphic novel to not well, remember. Well, V for Vendetta is pretty wrong, pretty long, pretty wrong, pretty long too. No, but you don't remember but... if you read it or not. Like, you don't remember any part of like, hey. Well, no, no, no. I, I read it. I don't remember if I finished it because I don't remember what happened. Okay, do you remember like a giant alien appearing in New York City? I think it was New York. I, the, do you remember that the, My, my, uh. My imagination of that comes from seeing the trailer of the movie and seeing the giant alien in the trailers. Well, there's no giant alien in the movie. They don't. Well, who's do the that. big they blue do guy? Different. That's Doctor Manhattan. He's not. Isn't he he's big? not an alien. He oh, can. Whatever. He can. He can rearrange his molecules to anything he wants them to be. <laughs> I mean, he's he's like more overpowered than Superman. Um, but okay. Well, let me ask you this. He's like. Uh, He's like Bran almost. He's like Bran Stark. He's lost touch with humanity. He doesn't give a fuck about them. He's his own thing. He can be anywhere at any time. He can make multiples of himself. He is the Bran of the Watchmen, but a lot cooler looking. And he swings his dick around. So Bran does not do that. <laughs> the Based on, you know, just from what I remember of the trailer of the movie and what I've seen with the HBO based trailers. the trailer of the movie from eight years ago. Well, I'm comparing. Continue. That's all I've. Well, I haven't seen the movie, so I'm I the only I know, but my only exposure to it. Like a decade right, old. But I, I, based I, on that trailer. All right. Well, Jesus, you are trashed. So I'm basing it on the images that are burned in my brain of that big blue monster and Rorschach. The the it's HBO trailer makes it seem like it's more realistic. Or it's, I don't know, it's not as pretty. No, the, it looks like it's more, it looks like it's grittier. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to. Grounded in, the, the movie's grounded in reality. Dr. Manhattan is okay. really the only uh, actual 
superpower, superhuman. The rest are all like Batman kind of people. They have gadgets. They have their intellect. Uh, they don't have any other abilities. They, they're stronger, I guess, because uh, the comedian can like punch through walls, but he doesn't really have. He has guns. But yeah, Doctor Manhattan's the only superhuman in the whole thing. And uh, yeah, so it's it's all grounded in reality. It's pretty small story until you get to. I don't want to give it away the twist, but if you ever watch it, no, don't tell me. Uh, I'm I recommend going to, so don't tell me. I recommend watching the Watchmen before you watch the show, the Watchmen, because I think it's gonna be a sequel. Like they're going to say, I think Doctor Manhattan probably leaves and has nothing to do with Earth anymore because he's like a problem solver for everything. You know, it's not really fair to have him around. Well, so uh, what what confused me about the HBO trailer is that there's a bunch of like guys running around with the Rorschach masks. Is that in the does that happen in the uh, graphic novel? Well, it's another spoiler if you want to know. Okay, then don't no, tell me. No, no, novel. no, I don't want to know. No spoilers. And it could, I mean, I don't know. That's why I think it's a sequel as well because of something that they could do with that. But I can't say anything because you, you haven't freaking All right, yeah, yeah, movie. just move past it. Anyway, so we're both looking yeah, forward to anyways, that. Yeah, anyways, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I want to watch that one too. That is true. So, so here is my... Um, so here is my prediction, or not prediction, here's my thoughts on the, hang on a second. So Game of Thrones season eight, I'm gonna look this up on my calendar because I, I have a broader point here. Premiered, so let's see, the May 26th was the date of the, the um, documentary. So that means the 19th was episode six, 12th was five, fifth was four, 28th was 3, 21st was 2, uh, 14th was 1. April 14th, was that the premiere of Game of Thrones? That's correct. So basically, do you think they just had, it? was this just a way for them to try to keep HBO subscribers for like another week? I really because I mean, that's the, what this is. That's what they're is obviously important to them. Um, I yeah, mean, but this was on this I, last episode. Did you notice on the last episode of the whole thing? It was like a five-minute intro. Instead yeah, of like a, but a, but that's a what it was. Intro. Right. This is about the future. The, the future shows? is bright for us. The future. The future. The future. Well, that's because well, half the I would love to see stupid. the statistics. Well, I know they're not stupid, but my, that's my point. Is think about like how many people subscribe to HBO Now or HBO Go or the, the, the streaming versions just for Game of Thrones? And they do it every year, and it's, it's, like, it's like hiring seasonal employees for the month of hmm. December. I mean, because that's what it is. It's, it's like you, they come, they, they get their two months of HBO, and then they cancel it right away. I would love to see... The statistics of that so that but i mean think about like the amount of quote-unquote sales that they do in that time um that's gone now for for that game of thrones is as of right now the biggest tv show of all time so it that's gone uh, how are they yeah. going to replicate that and the, the short answer is they're not going to um, they're not going to and yeah, I, that's just yeah fact but like so, your point is like this happens all the time though. Every every network 
ever has this issue. How are you gonna how are you gonna uh, find another Seinfeld? How are you gonna find another Friends? How are you gonna find another Lost? Like, you're not going to. Like these are for their time. You're never gonna have another Game of Thrones. I don't think the sequels will stand up to this. Uh, I just don't. No. Or prequels, whatever the hell they're doing. I mean, you'll never have another Sopranos. Like that's they had the Sopranos. HBO was fine after that. It's gonna get harder for them, obviously, with these other services that uh, they have to compete with. But that's just any other network. That's just how it is. You have to, and they have some of the most premium content you can find. That you're gonna like. This is a quality product here. I mean, is Showtime even relevant anymore? I don't know. Do people watch Showtime still? Is there anything on Showtime I should be watching? I don't know. The only Couldn't thing I you. watched on Showtime was that Pirates show. What was that called? Black Sails. I kind of got into that for a couple seasons, but yeah. Uh, I never never saw that one. Uh, yeah, so no. it just that's just part of the game, man. And they, they got really lucky with Game of Thrones that they got the rights to it and Obviously, they they wanted to get every bit they could out of it, and they I mean they might have some cool shows coming. I mean, The Watchmen is the most anticipated for me because obviously properties you already have familiarity with are going to shine above the other ones. You have no idea what they are, so I'm sure Noble's supposed to be good. I might give Chernobyl a chance. Yeah, uh, while I still have the subscription through the end of the month, I'm going to watch Chernobyl. That's how you say it, right? Chernobyl. Uh, Chernobyl. There's some great actors in that. I just thought of this. Amazon has, I think it's Amazon. Amazon's got Lord of the Rings, right? They do, yep. So that'll be a big, interesting project. The problem with that is, like, those movies were so good. And I think I I don't think, you know, they're are they really going to be able to do so many the, great practical effects? They're doing it's the entire trilogy. I thought they were doing a completely separate tale, not separate, but no. like before all that happened. Are you sure? Mm, Pretty yes. sure they're doing Amazon before is, Aragon. No, Amazon. You is can doing look it up, but I'm. Look it up. Look it up real quick. Cause I'm pretty sure. But the not other doing one that's that. coming out, the other one that's coming out that I'm really looking forward to is, I forget what, which it's one of the streaming net, networks has this, but Dune. I don't know if you're familiar with Dune. Uh, they made a terrible I'm movie not, about I've Dune never seen in Dune. the '80s. Um, but yes, it's it's basically it's a big, huge, epic, fantasy kind of sci-fi fantasy, and. Um, you know, and there's been attempts to adapt it into movie. That, it was a kind of a really low budget '80s version, which I've tried to sit through, and it's just terrible. Um, but hang on, let's look this up. I'm looking this up. Uh, so uh, anyway, well, but for a moment, oh, go ahead. I was no, gonna go talk ahead. for a moment. My most anticipated of the year, and like I said, I don't watch a lot of TV, um, but. I love Stranger Things. I can't wait till the third season comes out. I'm really excited about that. Mm. I will probably watch that in a day or two. I love every character in that show. There's not a bad actor out of the whole thing. Um, Steve Harrington is one of my favorites. Uh, the The problem with Stranger Things is I think they're going to have to start killing people to make things get serious, man. They're only doing four seasons, I think, and this is number three. So they always they don't kill any of the main characters in it. They kill like the ancillary characters normally. Um, if you're speaking of Lord of the Rings, poor Samwise got it last year. I mean, and I felt kind of bad for Bob. And he was just doing his job, being nice, and they often they went and killed him. So obviously, I think when Nona Ryder and Hopper are going to get together, 
in this season. I think it has to happen. I've been shipping them for the whole time. I mean, it just makes sense. High school buddies and it's time to hook them up. Did you find out that information yet? <laughs> or should I keep talking about my love for Stranger Things? Stranger Things. I can't wait. The first season of Stranger Things was was wonderful. The second was it's it should have ended after the first it should have been a self-contained that's where you're wrong luke i love it no i just i love the world they made i love it all i just i've rewatched those uh probably three or four times each those seasons that's how much i like that show there's only like 10 episodes but it's still great did you find information or what uh it's not been announced what it's about i thought it was oh i hope it's not the trilogy because i've already seen that i don't want to see it again give me something new uh, um, I have those movies. I, I have them all, and I've seen them lots of times. I don't want to see it on a smaller scale. I'm it, well. I I don't think it would be a smaller scale. But um, I mean, how can you go bigger than freaking Peter Jackson did? Well, they spent like a hundred million, or how they spent a lot of money, a billion on the rights. I forgot what they spent something crazy for the well, rights. Well, my that. my point my point is uh, there's there's two points here. If if they did do the trilogy, um, you know they would have a lot of money to do it. I think Amazon would would give the studios a Game of Thrones like budget to make it happen. Um, I'm with you though. There's no point to redo it. But the second thing is that uh, it's planned to. They already have allegedly. There's a set number of seasons that they've planned. Like this is going to be a five season season show or something. So if they did the trilogy over you know, let's say five seasons, there's a lot of room to include some of the things that are left out uh, of the books from the films um, or in the films. But uh, again, Peter Jackson did such a good job with that, that it's like, you know, why, why, why do this? But yeah, I don't know. All Allegedly comparisons to Peter Jackson's comparisons to this comparisons to that, Oh, you're not as good well, as this guy. Like that's all it's going to be. And just, be so annoying. I, I think like, you're, I think you're right everyone. though. No, I think you're right. I think that it's at least it's not going to just be the trilogy because it looks like Peter Jackson has a role with this, at least as a producer. But, um, Anyway, I'm sure he got his yeah. his, his money too, another way. Yeah. I so anyway, Game of Thrones. Um, I'm looking forward to the books. I think the books will happen at this point. I think that um, I do think that I think that George R. R. Martin took a little bit of time, and it was probably a smart decision to wait for the series, the HBO series, to finish before these were released anyway. But, um, you know, I, th- I think he'll finish these, and I think that, it, first of all, the, the endings can't, or the ending in, in these books can't be worse than the last couple seasons of the show, just based on the fact that, um, you know, it's a pretty intricate web that he spun in the books. Um, you know, there's a lot of characters in the show that are kind of made up of two or three different characters from the books just to simplify things for the screen, which, you know, makes sense. And I'm all for, um, like, like, first of all, like the idea. So Jon Snow in the show is, you know, it's revealed that he's Aegon Targaryen, the sixth of his name. Um, in the books, 
that's not quite possible because there actually is a character, Aegon Targaryen, who um, allegedly survived uh, Robert's rebellion and then flew, fled to Essos, and then he actually comes back to Westeros. And the thought process is that, so technically he would be the first in line. It's theorized that he's going to die pretty quickly. Uh, Varys supports his claim. And then, um, then, then Jon Snow, if if he is the son of Lyanna and Rhaegar, would be next. But point being is they they combine a lot of things um, from the book. So, but this, I, I just think that there's such an intricate web that he spun, and I don't think he he starts plot points without knowing how they're going to resolve. So you know. It, I just think this will work better in the medium of a novel than it will on screen, on screen at least in terms of the wrap-up. Um, because, you know, I, I've been thinking about this the past week. It's like, why, why put all the characters together, you know, in the same spot? And I, I kind of understand why they did it. They felt like they needed to. They felt like, okay, we're kind of, and we use your word, meandering along, and eventually everyone just ends up together, that that's the natural end point. But I, that's not how George R. R. Martin's going to do it. And he doesn't have to because he has the luxury of having um, for you know uh, first-person point-of-view chapters. Um, where you know he can he can tell the story. I mean, he has two books that happen simultaneously, and it's just each book gives different point of views, perspectives of the same events, which is really interesting. Again, can't do this with a TV show. So I, I think those these will be good. Even the worst book, which I think is the fourth one, is still really really good, um, despite not a lot of things happening. It's very character. It's very developmental in the character stages, so it's and not a lot of plot goes on. But um, you know, I, I it, and he's got again, he's got the show as kind of this um, this test run to see what worked and what didn't. And now he knows not to put Bran on the Iron Throne. So anyway, looking forward to the books but, more than anything else at this point. Okay, but if if this is all what he intended, and we've just taken him what they've said that he gave us these points, and this is what's supposed to happen, regardless of what they did, um, if that's what he intends, anyways, but he gives more motivations, more introspective right. looks on these characters instead of rushing through everything, where it makes logical sense they would take these turns, they would be at these places. That's fine. I mean, and he could totally change everything. That's a, that's like you said, the luxury of his position right now. Uh, he can do whatever he wants, and he has the right to. He could have lied to their faces the whole time about everything just to screw with them. <laughs> I don't think I don't, I don't know what kind of person he is, but he could have straight up lied to him like, "Oh, I changed my mind after the fact. I saw that on on screen it didn't work out for me very well." So. Uh, Here's my version of it. And it doesn't matter because they're two different stories, really. They are. They're completely different stories. They might have some similar yeah. beats. But like you said, they've, they've changed so many things. And the show has made people completely different than the books. Like Sansa, from what I've read, she's completely kind of pushed aside in the book. She barely has this kind of arc of this triumphant woman coming from just 
nothing, or not being come coming from nothing, but being stripped of everything, and uh, broken and like rising above that. At least hasn't happened yet in the books. They don't. She doesn't get a lot of save, from what I understand. And you've read the book, so I guess you would know that there's probably not a lot of Sansa chapters, are there? There's a lot of Sansa chapters. But is it the same kind of her getting just broken and you know coming out of the ashes kind of kind of thing? Uh, a lot of the no, because Sansa in the show, um, like what you get of Sansa the last three or four seasons is. Um, is all new material. Like it, it, they, they, they flew past her character arc in the books pretty quickly in in the show. So like, like her getting raped and all this stuff by Ramsey Bolton. The last thing that happens with her is uh, she witnesses like, like really the last thing that happens with her. I'm trying to think she witnesses. um, I'm trying to think. She witnesses Littlefinger throw Liza out the moon door, and then I, she, oh, she ends up in that. the veil for a little while. Yeah, that's pretty similar to the the show, but uh, I I think she's still. I want to say she's still in the veil, and they're trying to figure out if how, who they're going to marry her off to. So yeah, but okay. but on your point of. Um, Oh, what did you say? It no being idea. two different stories. Uh, on it, it is two yes. different stories, and I think I think it's okay for George R. R. Martin to reserve the right to make changes. Uh, I I think that's human. I think he can yeah. determine what works and He's what doesn't. Um, if Bran, if here's the thing is if if he just says to them, like, okay, I'm going to give you a couple anecdotes here. I'm going to tell you this cool Hodor story. Put that in the show. I'm going to I'm going to tell you that uh one of the dragons is going to become an ice dragon when it dies. Uh and I'm going to tell you that Bran ends up as the ruler of the seven kingdoms and that Arya is the one who kills the Night King and Jon Snow kills Daenerys. Well, if he just kind of says that, you're right. Like that they've got to create the context for all that. If Bran, like, so I would trust George R. R. Martin. First of all, Bran in the books is a lot more interesting than Bran in the show. Um, but if, it, you know, if he were to decide that Bran's going to be the, you know, the eventual ruler, that's going to be a lot more fleshed out and going to have a lot more sense behind it. Um, is Bran Second in the book? Point. Has he started his training? Sorry, has he done a lot? That's has it's the last thing met? that happens. Is he's starting he to he's starting Raven? to really learn how to? Yeah, he. The last thing is he pretty much he meets the three eyed Raven and he kind of begins the training and then it it stops there. You that that's like the last thing that happens. But um, I I don't think you've seen this, but I I want to plug this because there's a lot of similarities. Uh, between the two but there's I'm not a huge anime fan but there's a show that I really like that I kind of come back to every year or two and rewatch the entire thing it's not long it's like maybe 50 episodes uh, it's Full Metal Alchemist Avatar? which is as great oh, no Full Metal Al- Alchemist which is I you would really like it if you can get past the fact that it's anime because it's basically it it's about it basically explores the 
idea of death and what death is and if death can be overcome or not. But um, anyway, it's, it's a dark kind of really great show. But, but so what happened was, is it was this, um, it was a, I guess, graphic novel, like a, a manga or whatever they call it. You know, it's being written slowly. Um, and alongside of it, they started producing the show version, kind of going along with it, not knowing what was going to happen. Well, all of a sudden, you know, the writer slowed down, exactly like George R. R. Martin. And um, so they had to basically finish the show their own way. And, of course, it goes completely off the rails, and it has this crazy ending. Well, then, years later, after the manga was finished, they remade the show. Huh. Um, or they, yeah, they remade the show. So there's Full Metal Alchemist, which is the the initial run of this show, which the the showrunners then took their own direction. And then there's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is the better produced version of the show, better music, um, better animation, and it follows the creator's um, intended story. And it's it's just interesting because I've seen the the first version. And it really goes off the rails. It's really stupid. And then you see the second version, and it's like, it's night and day. The the ending makes a lot of sense, and it's this, you know, it's it again. These are two fantasy worlds, and everything kind of you can see everything come together together a lot better from the beginning. There's more of that that bookend kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So what you're saying, I'm hoping, well, in 10 to 15 years, you want them to redo the entire series again for you? Is that what you're asking no, for? No, I'm just... No, I'm saying that I think the books will make more sense at the end of this. I think that there's no way that the books can't be as good. But um, I don't know. I, I, I At this point, I just want the books to be freaking done. I want to read them. I want to see what George R. R. Martin has intended for this story. Um, you know... Cause if you if you had it, to call it, when do you think they're coming out? The next book, if you could call it. I think Winds of Winter will be out by December twenty twenty. I think it'll be out in a year and a half. Okay, I really do. I think I, I he think... announces when they come out for Christmas. That's what uh, he'll be his present to everyone. He'll announce it at Christmas time when it's when it's coming out. Okay. Could right. be six months. Could be a year. That's my call. <laughs> I think so I think year. he has a very I think he has a very smart publicist. I think he has a very very smart publicist and a very smart um, manager who've probably you, you know the only thing so the thing is like in this time since the last book came out which was 2011 he's written all these other books like about the Game of Thrones universe he wrote like all these stories about these little like prequel mini stories, mm-hmm. this compilation book. Um, he wrote a big like encyclopedia of the the Game of Thrones world. So the only thing I can think of is he's been held back intentionally from putting out the next book because I, I really think that it from again from a marketing standpoint it doesn't make sense it really doesn't make sense it 
for him to try to you know put it out the same time as the Com- show's going well, he's on. competing with he himself can... that'd be stupid right so why why not wait until it's over and capitalize on that you know whether or not for more the... thrones yeah yeah so so you had he could have easily you know there's two options here i guess is the ending is well received or the ending is not well received so in this case the ending was not well received so the anticipation of getting to read the quote unquote real ending really is going to excite people that it's going to be the biggest book sale we've seen since Harry Potter seven for these next two books. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that think about that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's obvious. There's going to be midnight releases. <laughs> like I told you, like, was like what, whatever episode that was like, yeah, it'll, it'll bring back a little resurgence to the book industry for that those last two books and then it's going to go back to how it is now yeah. it'll be the last time they actually have people that want to be there like in droves not just your normal book people like i'll actually yeah, go to until, get a book i'll read those oh, i still going. have the other ones to read so yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be down to get those books because like the last book i bought yeah at that and that, what that anticipation was the deathly hallows so but I'm not much of a book reader. Um, yeah, so... Well, I'm not either, but I've gotten through exciting. all these books. Yeah, I mean, once you've invested that much time, then why would you not invest the last two? That'd just be silly not to do that. So, um, and especially now that you have comparisons, which will never end, you know, which one is better. And I think they'll be similar at the end still. Cause they, I don't think he, I think he had an endpoint for all these people. So they might get there differently. That's all. No, I, I agree yeah. with that. It, yeah. I think I so. definitely think it's going to be similar, but I uh, just again, hope Jon Snow dies. I want John to die. That's all I've wanted. That's all I ever wanted. Just get rid of him. He's he did die. Ass. Justin. Okay. That's true. Then come back again. And then die. But that's again. my point. That's why I didn't want him to die. He needs to be like the Shakespearean character that survives but lives. Well, question: Can he die? Guilt. Can he die? Yeah, he can. So he's I mean, look human. Von Dondarian, Derek Bondarian, what his name is. Yeah. So actually, but in the so in the books. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm getting this right. Beric Dondarrion. In the, yeah, in the books, so Beric Dondarrion, they have the whole thing where he, yeah, like he's he's come back to life through with Thoros helping. But he's him already out. done the books, but, right? What? Yeah, he yeah. he dies, but he dies because so, and then he he does finally die, um, to help, uh, Catelyn Stark come back to life. Right, he gave his life. Which is really for cool. Death. Yeah, that would have been a character I wanted to see on screen. But maybe that'd get too into the otherworldly ghostly crap and bring up a bunch of other stuff that they don't want to deal with, I'm sure. Because she's a, she's a ghost killer, basically. Correct? Yeah, I I, I wanted to see it too. Vengeance but all she in about. hindsight, yeah. In hindsight, I think they fulfilled that role with... Basically, what her her... Her whole purpose now is to avenge the death of Ned Stark and Rob Stark. And so she's just out to like kill any Lannisters and any phrase, especially the phrase. But um, 
Yeah, they they you know they fulfilled that role with Arya kind of using the faces to kill all the Freys. So, I mean, I I'm okay with them not. No, that's you know, totally fine with it because if you if you bring that up, it's a can of worms for the rest of the show. Like, why can't this yeah. person do this and do that? Just like it goes down that rabbit hole of whys and right. It's it's basically set in reality for the most part with like sprinklings of magic. So if you get in too heavily on the magic, why don't the bad guys have magic? I don't know. It, just, it would just be annoying. Well, to talk and about. that's like, why about and time still that's the uh, right. Well, that's the. That I think kind of that's what I'm interested to see is how George R. R. Martin juggles the magic because there there's gonna have to be more and and that's what's so cool about like the first couple books. Even the first the first three books is again, he conceived the first three books together um as one story. So the first three work so well together. But the magic is just kind of like there's just some dragons. You see White Walkers every once in a while, and there's this, 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 uh, the, 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 what's it called? The Red Priestess God, the, um, you know, the, the Red Priestess can kind of do some interesting things. Like, like the first really crazy magical thing that happens is when she births the, uh, the, the shadow yeah. thing that, that kills Gross. Renly. That, that's like about, I mean, through three books, that's about the craziest thing that happens. Um, but I, it's going to be interesting because he's clearly going to have to tackle that. And that's kind of the point where I think the show lost its way was it, it kind of it, it left the politics aside and, and kind of became all about the magic and good versus evil. So I don't know. Oh, magic! They, it, it game, it got black and white. That's what it did. It got too black and white, and they just simplified it to that. We're just going black and white, good, bad, and they kind of. Well, and that's where I magic. think, yeah, that's where I think George R. R. Martin will. I think having the viewpoint chapters will be a positive thing, is because you don't have to just simply turn Cersei into the bad guy, and you don't have to just decide that all of a sudden we need the viewer to view Daenerys as the bad guy and, and turn it that way in two episodes time. Um, you know, it's it, everyone. It, that's, what's kind of cool about it is, especially when you read that first book for the first time, what's so unique is that you're kind of rooting for everyone when you're reading their chapter, you know, you're rooting for Ned Stark and then you're rooting for Cersei you know, because she loves you. The, it humanizes her. You get inside her head, and you know you. Then you get the Jamie chapters later on, and you're really rooting f- for Jamie. He becomes this really, you know, sympathetic character as you learn more about why he is the Kingslayer, and you know well, that. I so think it's, that's what the Bells was trying to do. Was to show that it wasn't so black and white. Once the our good guys turned into evil men that was like them trying to kind of retcon everything to like hey you can't root for these guys anymore and i i like that in the bells like yeah this is what they would actually do and uh i feel like that could have been more 
embraced overall in the show instead of just that one moment where you see that these aren't the best people in the world they're not the good guys you thought they were if that was the entire like i don't know the last couple seasons where it wasn't so like i said black and white it was more nuanced and we could see i could go for daenerys i could go for cersei i can go for john like and it was a whole mix up instead of just like, ah, this is what we have to fight now. The Night King. He's so bad because he's bad. Like, he has no reason. He's just evil man. And we have to kill him. Like, if they had something that we could grasp onto that made sense, I'd care more about the Night King, too. You know, the Night King was just kind of there. And then nothing right. came of it, really. So, like, it was kind of a yeah. wasted opportunity at finding some some humanity in him like anything that made sense it was just nothing it was just like a bowl of nothing it was like eating freaking like just sugar all day and not feeling full <laughs> it just bothered me i'm sorry why i went off that side note but that's what i did so <laughs> no no i i i'm with you i think the when they put everyone together the problem is you've you can't really it becomes very hard to then take that apart and dissect it so if so once you have everyone on the same side like they did um we're rooting for all these characters now against evil but then if you're going to peel one of them away in daenerys and and then decide you're going to turn her into the bad guy it doesn't quite doesn't work um whereas like again we're viewing everyone together on screen instead of individually through you know again in the books their own viewpoint chapters and but i don't think in the books i i don't think it's i would be shocked if george r, r. martin just has all the characters converge on in one spot to fight i i don't think it's yeah, that simple i think it's going to be much more I don't spread think out yeah, would Cersei trust these people at all to even come to her land? I just don't see that part. Like, just kill them then. Like, I just, all that kind of stuff was like, why would they have these, like, nice, calm chats? I just never bought any of that because it didn't seem like fitting in her character that she was invite them to her home. Like, hey, yeah, let's just have a talk and then you know, send you on your way. Like, once it got to that point, I was like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And then the last season, when they're at the wall, she can just kill them all right there. And she decides, no, I'm good. I don't want to show that my city I'm such an evil problem. woman. Um, or, like, you could have shown Cersei down with the people, maybe. Like, in, like kind of like, um, what's her face? Uh, Marjorie. Uh, yeah, Marjorie. Like, even though she's even she's faking it like just give me something where she shows a little bit of caring so maybe i can be like oh maybe she's not that bad maybe she does care about these people it was nothing so her standing in a fucking tower the whole time just looking out on everyone like you get nothing from cersei's whole season they wasted her too i was like give me something to grasp onto where she's not just pure evil and you don't give it to me till jamie shows up where she's like oh i'm scared so okay and that's the nice. i think i think I think the attempt with Cersei, if if we look at her kind of character arc over the series, I think the attempt was that, and the whole point of the the High Sparrow story arc, I I strongly think that. So this isn't quite complete. This isn't resolved in the books, but but I think that the point of it is for her to undergo some sort of character transformation. And in the books, we the last thing that happens with Cersei is she finishes the Walk of Shame and she falls into uh, the mountain's arms and they introduce, like, this is 
Sir Robert Strong. He just joined the Kingsguard. He's taken a vow of silence, though, so it's clearly the mountain. But, like, the point of it is for her to undergo some sort of change. And the way they went with the series is that I... And they didn't do a good job of this, but that would kind of be the moment where she kind of becomes evil. And I I just don't think they did a very good job of that because I'm seeing that now in hindsight, maybe. Like, that's that's the moment which convinced her that she just needs to, fuck it, I'm going to kill everything. And they could have done a better job of setting that up in that season six finale where she blows up the sept and just blows them all to hell because I don't fucking care anymore. It's about... It's about me, it's about Jamie, and it's about my children, and fuck everything else. Um, I think they needed to do a little bit better job setting that up, but I think that's kind of the theory behind that. So, but but on the other end, like, with Daenerys, if, if the goal is for her to eventually go crazy and become the Mad Queen, which I actually, I really like as a, a plot idea, you know, I've I've kind of gone through. I've watched it. Yeah, it, it, there's points where they kind of, you know, you can see in hindsight them setting it up. But but when you put her on the team with the good guys and you got her falling in love with John and and all we see is just like this image of her with everyone else and then she's just gonna go and go crazy very quickly in one episode. It doesn't. It just doesn't work. And and we don't. You have to empathize with each character individually. You can't empathize with a group. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. if if it you're does. if you're empathizing with with the group and their plight against evil, then it doesn't work. But if if you can spend time on each individual character, that's why Game of Thrones is just works so well. The problem is the scope becomes so huge that it really becomes impossible for the show to continue doing that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I couldn't empathize with Danny at that moment, but I understood why she would do such a thing. I see that's where I we disagree. Have, I I understood it. It's fine. People break. It's okay. Um, but the show, yeah, obviously, should have done a better job showing her emotions at all. Really, you don't get a lot of Danny. It's always Danny, like just talking sparingly to people, really, about nothing. Like or like, let's go on a dragon ride this season, especially. You didn't get away her her. Like in the other seasons, you get her talking to her subordinates about like what their plans are, what she wants to do, like how things are going. And yes, they stripped away a lot of her subordinates in this in this season, so she would go crazy. She wouldn't have anyone to turn to. She couldn't trust anyone. She couldn't trust the man she's quote unquote loves, which I think is all bullcrap. Anyways, I never felt their love once. Um. The yeah, entire time yeah, it was, was just it was just a it was just was a plot device to yeah that wasn't that wasn't real it wasn't earned if you okay. want to do that do I'm it with you season. on I'm with you on Daenerys I have a question because I I kind of can't decide this for myself but is the reason why we don't get a lot of that character from Daenerys is it because it was poorly written or is it because Amelia Clark is really a bad actress no I, I think I it think was mostly because actress. they they wanted to surprise us that's my honest opinion they didn't want us to know anything and like when it happened you're like shock like it was just shock value i think it had nothing to do with 
their writing or her acting. She acted fine the last couple episodes. It was pure shock. They're like, oh my god, I can't believe she's going to do this. Because they would have talked about it if we were heard her talking. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill everyone. I've had these kind of thoughts brewing, but uh, they don't give you that, or like just kind of any inside information. And she's like, yeah, I'm gonna. Um, this is gonna be our the last war, which is naive to say, anyways. Like this will be the last war ever. Are you kidding me? Like you can't say that. You cannot definitively say this will be the last war. But when she said that, that, was, that bothered me just as as a follower. Like, yo, you're not seeing this clearly. Then, if you think this is the last war we're ever gonna be in, because um, she truly believes this is gonna be it, and it's gonna be peace after this. Like, that's what she believes somehow. And then she goes out there and does a whole speech about how we're gonna take over right. this land and liberate these people. So you obviously didn't think this was the last war. So why did you even say it was the last war? I don't know his motivation to well, her small castle. I think she she did at the time, but but again. I, I think you're right. Like it, it was a, it was a surprise. But, but that's my problem is that all of a sudden she just turns on a dime, and it's not very. It, it needed to be a slower progression, um, at least hinting that. Yeah, the could, progression should have been crazy. there. But like, I could still, I could still believe the turn, just the anger, how close she was Here's, to the end. Obviously, I she should have. If you wanted to kill Cersei, you go kill Cersei first, and then you go burn the city down. What does Cersei care that you're burning these people? You know you don't. You know she doesn't care about them. You know she only cares about herself. So once you go ahead and make sure she's gone before you did anything else, like I don't know. Well, see, I think they wanted to set it up, but their their way of setting it up wasn't through Daenerys's character or through moments with Amelia Clark act, acting Daenerys. It was yeah, through. Yeah, I was like, oh, you think she's crazy? Varys. Think she's crazy? Think she's crazy? It was, yeah, it was through Varys just deciding that, oh, she kind of, she feels a little bit lonely at this this post-war dinner. She's looking a little sad. Uh, mm-hmm. She might be going crazy. And then <laughs> turning that into a conversation with Tyrion, that was their setup, which is just like, well, I mean, show us something. Like maybe during the battle, she actually at Winterfell, she does go a little bit crazy and she decides that, oh, here's an idea that, you know, they're all fighting down there. She's got an attempt to take out some white walkers, but she's going to have to kill her own people in the process. So she does that. I mean, like, give us something where it's like some, some moral choices and she's taking the more questionable approach, even though we can still, we, we can still, you know, okay, yeah, I, I, you know, I get it. It makes sense. It's just kind of mean. You know, give us that progression. Don't just give us, I'm going to murder fucking everyone. I you have know? a question for you. I have a question. Why was John so cold to her after he found out he was Aegon? Like, why, after that moment, she asked him to keep it a secret, and he was like, Argh. and then he couldn't even touch her anymore. Like, did something, did I miss something, like, of the change? Like, he just couldn't the, be around the, her at all. So, so here's my theory on that, um, because they didn't really address like, this. Like, I know she's asking show. him to do something that's not in his 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 personality. It's not in his, instoned in him. I, He's, she wants him yeah. to keep a secret, but... His, his, like, oh, I can't, I can't touch you. You're, I can't love you, like... I just didn't, and then he's like, "I love you." At the I end. think like, it's I don't because know what the hell he's talking about. So I, I think you're going to disagree with me, but this is really the best answer that I came up with for myself. 
I think it's because he knows that they're related and she's his aunt, and that's weird. You think so? But I, I don't think, but they can't, I mean, I bet maybe there was some sort of dialogue that existed at some point where he's like, but Donna, you, that makes you my aunt. We're related by blood or whatever. But they had to cut it out of the show because it just seemed like too weird. And even when they revealed that at the end of season seven, it's they don't even really say that. They just say, oh, he's a Targaryen. He's the true heir to the throne. Nobody really says, Sam doesn't say it. Bran doesn't say it. Oh, you know, it's it's his aunt. But like, so I, that's my theory. That's the only thing that really makes sense. And danger is and and there was a scene to explain it, but they they took it out just because it felt too. Maybe weird. it just it it didn't. What do you think? I don't know. It just it bothered me because like why is he acting like she's so icky all of a sudden? Like she's about to go crazy and like all if she would have showed her love and just like just I know that he doesn't like to lie, especially to this woman that he's been following for a year now. Good for him. Um. He's acting like they've been together for like, you know, 20 years or something. This like deep bond they have. And if the bond is, it's ancestry, really. That's all it is, is blood. And it just, if he were just kept as cool and like lied to her, which he doesn't do, I know, I think everything would well, be fine. Well, they established the whole, together. They, established, they established the whole him, it's been well established that he, he doesn't lie. And that's, I that's know, an I know. honor thing I for know. him. So I understand that. the other th- I'm, Just... I'm trying to remember. So, so the first episode, they're in love, they're kissing, they're doing mm-hmm. everything. The yeah, very I, I end, he finds out about Whatever. he, well, yeah, he finds out the second one. They don't really have any interaction except for right at the beginning when Jamie shows up and he says, we need all the men we can yeah, get. They don't really interact like, oh, the you. rest of them. Yeah. They, Mm-mm. they're not, they're pretty much done. Because then Daenerys, the rest of the episode, is talking to her advisors, and then they have the battle strategy meeting, and then she talks to Sansa, and Jon is, again, getting ready for battle, then they have the battle, and, you know, that's... So really, I'm trying... I guess the episode that I remember the least is that fourth one, where I guess what happens in there... He He's already told her that he's... So that's what I she guess asked him to keep the cut- secret... Keep the secret. Keep the well, secret. I think maybe maybe that's what it is. Is just the idea that he's so she's asking him. Yeah, to she's. Lie. That's what I'm saying. She asked him to do something he can't do. I get that. So like, just break it okay. off right there, man. Just be honest with her. I can't be with you. But then he tells her he loves her and all this crap. All You're right, still my but queen. I'm. This is a bothersome. But, I don't know. This is stupid. Well, yeah, but but I don't <laughs> think I don't annoying. think someone would just break it off. I think they would probably struggle with that for a second. But then again, they fell in love in like. After yeah, they, each other for like two hours. So, exactly, it was this the forced the forced connection on them. It didn't. I never bought that. Anyways, I never felt like they barely spoke to each other, and it was all like discourse. Like, hey, we have to do this because of this. I have to come here because of this. It wasn't because they actually wanted to be around each other. They didn't like you know. Hey, what are you into? What's what's your hobby? <laughs> it's just like nope. It's all about well, war and your dragon and glass and whatnot. That's the other problem with the show's last couple seasons is it's just a mad dash towards the end and logic is out the window in service to positioning the pieces on the chessboard exactly where the writers decided they want them to, yeah. to come up with cool shots and a cool ending. So 
I don't know. That's really Anyways, all I have to say about this. Yeah, those. that documentary <laughs> was great. Gosh, we're just kind of like, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> I feel like we're just like, it's just, we're doing like a post-mortem and we're just like depressed, like just trying to dissect I think we just spoke exactly highly of it for this post-mortem, uh, like this eulogy here. Um, we would have spoke a little highly of, we kind of just bitched about stuff. Um, whatever. Yeah. I still enjoy the whole series. Autopsy. But, uh, yeah, that's it. I guess we're done. That's it. <laughs> oh, well, wait, Will. Let's, uh, you, you had a good idea. You've never seen a certain right. show out there. Go for it. Yep. Why haven't you seen this show? So I, I have never seen Westworld. I forgot the name. What's it called? Good job. I was about to, no, I was about I to say I set them up and you fumble it on the one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're like I've never seen Westworld I tried to there was a point in time where I tried to watch the first episode I couldn't get into it I don't know if I was just tired and was trying to find something before bed or something but could not get into it but uh, so I I really want to tackle this Justin you've seen it all so far I've seen season no 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 I've seen season one and I saw episode one of season two (laughs) so season two will be a surprise to me but we're going to do season one first, which is kind of like, I guess, yeah. almost I'll be asking you about what's going on because I already know what happened. Yeah, no, that's we'll fine. We'll your but insights that's, that's fine. into the series. Yeah, yeah, try and not honestly, to spoil dude, me. I haven't watched it since, what was it, 2016 or 17 is when it came out? 17? Probably uh, so I haven't watched it in two years. I only watched I only watched it once, so I didn't go back and rewatch it. So well, a lot of it I will have... be fresh for me as well. My theory is that HBO is going to put the majority of their marketing budget behind Westworld season three. They've already started. They've got a huge star and Aaron Paul, I guess, joining the show. I, I don't know. Would you call him a huge star? Before. Uh, I wouldn't call him Aaron okay, Paul a huge well, star. Well, let me. All right. He's like me, a B list. Maybe a B list. Let me. Let me. Let me rephrase. I think he's a big enough name in TV that there it's going to bring some real attention to the third season. Cuz season 1 had Anthony Hopkins, Ed right, Harris, right. But my, uh Marsden, uh it had all kinds of people in there. Yeah, that but one. there's there's something unique about having this really this actor who is such an iconic character on yeah, another Yeah, for really saying the word bitch. Show. Good job. We brought Aaron Paul in. He can say bitch. Like what else? Is that really What else is he in? Is that <laughs> Is that seriously what you think of him? No, I liked him in Breaking Bad, but name note. anything else you like him in, go for it. You can't. I cannot. All right, uh, he, but he was in my Speed point. Racer, I, I think, not, or that stupid okay. Need for Speed. He was in that movie. And that Justin, flopped. I'm not sitting here trying to. I'm, I'm, my point isn't that I'm praising all his <laughs> accolades. My point is that they brought in someone who they think that they're going to be able to market the hell out of for this next season. So my theory is that they're really going to push this third season it seems like i guess there's been a few years since season two but um or a couple years no something idea. like that so and, and it's not even this show's not even coming out till like yeah which shocked me when you told me that shocked me i was like they just put a trailer out that is not coming out this year well so, so my guess that's is my yeah watchmen coming is... out this year and then after watchmen will probably be this show after the watchmen ends but that's kind of the the point is like they're you know, well, first of all, they had this this excellent opportunity to plug a bunch of their upcoming shows um, with the game 
with the end of Game of Thrones, you know, to try and again keep subscribers. But um, yeah, I, I think that they really wanted to get just some sort of season three trailer out there, and I, I think it's going to be a big push for Westworld three. So uh, anyway, I want to see what all the hype is about. So you know, screw it. We'll go. I guess. Do you want to go through episode by episode, or how you want to do this? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't care. All right. I mean, it's fine. There's so only next week we'll bring you twenty weeks of Westworld. Westworld. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. excited so to I'm, rewatch anyway, it. Actually, I'm, I'm finishing up my rewatch of Game of Thrones. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, well, anyway, uh, once I finish that, I'm going to start Westworld. I should finish. I should probably watch it in the next couple of days, but we'll talk about it next week. But um, favorite episode of Game of Thrones? I'm now. I just tonight finished uh, doing the what's it called the long night the battle of winterfell which on my rewatch that's just a beautiful episode that is a top five episode of game of thrones um it's so just well crafted in terms of you know the art form again the plot the battle strategy yeah you know maybe leave something to be desired but it's really it the direction by what gosh what's his name sir sir potnik sir yeah is just Oh, it's sublime. It's sublime. But anyway, um, best episode, in my opinion, is The Winds of Winter, which is the season six finale. Um, it's got, again, it's, it's, it's masterfully directed. It has that really cool opening scene. Again, it kind of has the same problem. It's like, okay, so the plot is we're going to kill half the characters. But, but again, as, as far as it goes as a, uh, in a vacuum, it's really, really well acted, well done. Um, a lot of cool, interesting things happen. Um, a lot of great set pieces. Um, the the Cersei storyline at that point is really interesting because then you know you have her yeah, doing so everything in that episode her, really. for. Well, but yeah, I mean she's doing everything for herself, or really her her family being her son, her last remaining son. Uh, everyone who she sees being a threat to him and because of the choice she makes he kills himself and so the aftermath of that and her talking you know with Jamie about you know what do we do from here and um, and then at the end the kind of the crowning ceremony of of her is just this morbid scene but it's so well done it's a great it's Cersei at her best and it's kind of interesting when Cersei's at her best, the show's at its best. So anyway, Winds of Winter totally is my MVP episode. That was the last time you actually had any kind of empathy for her other than when she was dead. That was the last time I was like, oh, Cersei's dead. <laughs> the rest of the time I was like, I don't care if she's well, doing anything. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe that's what I'm missing is Tommen's death really is the last straw. And now what does she have left? Maybe they should have spent more time on that. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I haven't rewatched them all yet, so I don't know what to say would be my favorite. I still, I mean, lots of people would say The Red Wedding. Give me Wedding. a few. I mean, I, obviously The Red Wedding. Uh, I I mean, how do you not like The Viper versus The Mountain? That's a good one. I mean, even though the last five yeah, minutes... Yeah, but these are... Fighting, I, I, I wanted to be careful. Yeah, that. so, like, we're talking about moments. So the Red Wedding episode is... Again, the the moment is cool, but the rest of the episode is just kind of like, eh. Same thing with the Viper. I mean, that's my favorite part of the entire series, is that that 
uh, trial by combat, but that makes up only, you know, 10, 15 minutes of the episode. Well, I'm just trying to think. So. There's, like, just too many. There's too many. I love when Jamie, that episode where Jamie gets his hand cut off. That's a good one. Um, I love the episode. ending of that episode. That's a great episode. Just when it blasts into the music, you're like, what is this? It's like the whole stage. A bear, a bear. There out. was a bear. Yeah. All yeah, that, black and brown I, I covered hate, in hair. The whole study has the mo- one of the most annoying lead vocalists I've ever heard in my life. But that moment where it just cuts on, you're like, what am I watching now? This isn't Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah he acted that really well. Unfair. I mean, he... Yeah. Yeah, he's he's like I like that uh, episode because it showed that there were some kind of stakes. Finally, like, hey, Jamie's been mouthing on this whole time. He thinks he's like protected by his daddy, and then he gets his hand cut off, and that right. that was beautiful. Um, anything with the Hound and Arya, I could take any of those. I love those. Um, I do. I just there's it's hard to pinpoint one because they each play off each other. You know, it's hard to say this is yeah. the best because you need so many other things to happen to get to that best. So. So I really well, that's like what, uh, that's... episode two of this season, though. That's one of my favorites. Period. Like I can't. It might just be. Uh, it's most fresh in my mind because just it's newest to me. But I really loved that last uh, second episode of season eight. That's one of my favorites. It'd be top ten in mine, overall. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I do like when uh, he pushes Liza out the moon door. That's a good one. I don't remember what episode that is, but. Um, hardest to watch episode would be the one where they kill all the babies, when they kill all the bastards. That one was probably the hardest to watch. Oh, uh, back like in season was that season one? Season two? Maybe it one. No, it's one it's got to be one because because Tyrion's Cause hand to the king in two, and uh, okay, so yeah, then and that's when uh, Joffrey finds him. out. Yeah, yeah, or someone finds out that there's it a had bunch to be of one. those uh, Baratheons running around. And you know what's funny? Like, when I think back of the, the season one, I rewatched the past three seasons, I think. I'm on four now, something like that. And I really forgot how much um, Robert Baratheon was in the show. <laughs> For some reason, I thought he died, like, the second episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, the board's about to get him. He lasts a long time well, I in mean, that season. It's, like, over half. He's, he's yeah, he's he makes it through, like, was he dying? It's either in six or seven. Yeah, it's late. I just I think for some six. reason in my mind, because I didn't rewatch really it in a long time. I was like, this guy's about to die. And it's like, too bad because he was a he great character, a and he's a great character. He was like too bad almost a caricature. He was very, oh no, oh, he was great. I'm the king of this, and I'm the. De-. But when he yells at when he yells at um, Eddard Stark, there, that's one of the best scenes where he like denounces yeah. Eddard and like sends him off. That yes. part's amazing because he won't yeah. agree with him that was i don't remember what he says right. but he gets so angry it's like that's that's the guy you see on the battlefield that psychopath just chopping the heads scene off where he stuff. slaps cersei oh that's a good a one great too. scene also don't have a, a normal conversation like hey did, did, was there ever time you did love me he's like he talks that long pause no like <laughs> shit like that's that's so messed up. I mean, to be married to this lady, you have no connection to. I couldn't imagine living in those times where everything is just forced upon, especially women, just forced upon you. Oh, you have to marry this guy because I want this castle. Like, what the hell, dad? Like, could you imagine those, like, teen comedies? Why don't they have, like, that, like, medieval teen comedy where they have to deal with crap like that? That'd be a good show. <laughs> That'd be a good sitcom. Yeah. It's called Betrothed. 
and that's the end of our episode. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. So next week we'll watch his Westworld. <laughs> that's gonna be exciting. <laughs> well, that should just be the name of the new podcast. We'll watch we'll his watch Westworld. Westworld. <laughs> and on that note, peace out, A Town Down. Bye. Snore for me, I'm